Welcome to Riot Radio. I am your host, Alyssa Scott, and today we have a guest. Uh, we have Riot CrossFit member, Caitlin Lynch. How are you, Caitlin? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, today we will be discussing um, Caitlin's journey uh, throughout CrossFit, and uh, she is in the um, health profession mm-hmm. field. Um, and so we're going to pick her brain a little bit and see the overall um, how fitness is influenced or not influenced in the health profession. Um, so, Caitlin, just to start off, um, how did you get into CrossFit? So um, to really kind of answer that question, I really need to kind of backtrack to it. So uh, I've always been an athletic person um, all through high school. Um, I was in sports and then I had had a scholarship to go run in college, but I turned it down just because I knew I wanted to pursue nursing. Um, So after getting out of college, I just decided to take upon doing my own exercises, getting into fitness myself. And I continued to run a lot, um, ran some 5Ks, ran some mini marathons, um, and got into the gym, started doing some weightlifting and stuff. Um, And it's always been in the back of my mind that I always wanted to do CrossFit. Uh, I was, guess, just a little bit scared because I didn't know if I could do it. Um, I didn't know if I could commit to that at the time because I had a lot of going, a lot of stuff going on just being in college. Um, so I kind of waited on that and just did what I could to get through. And then finally, when my life got a little bit, little bit more stable, I had a good steady income because, you know, college life. Um, mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I decided to pursue CrossFit and, um, I had found out through actually one of the one of my nurses that I worked with. He had started at CrossFit um, at Riot and contacted me with Tim and um, got a hold of Tim and did the foundations class. And that's been a year and eight months now. So um, and I've been here since. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, so go, leading into um, why you started CrossFit, um, you were always, as you mentioned, an athletic person. Mm -hmm. Um, Your goals of signing up with CrossFit weren't the typical, I want to lose weight. Um, So can you kind of briefly describe what you, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, you wanted the body composition changes, but that wasn't your main focus. Right. Correct. And then, uh, can you just tell me a little bit about what your initial goals were? Yeah. Starting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely didn't have that mindset of I want to come in and lose, you know, X amount of weight or, um, you know, nothing like that. It was really more of um, I want to push myself and I want to um, do something that I know that I can do long term for the rest of my life. Um So kind of backtracking on that, um, I had did a marathon and during the actual day of my race, I actually injured uh, myself and to the point where I had to go in and get cortisone injections. um, And I really wasn't sure if I would ever even get to run even a 5K ever again. Um, And so I took time off from running. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just get into weightlifting. So I started doing weightlifting and um, 
then it kind of got into, okay, well, I don't know that I can sustain this for the rest of my life, you know? Um, so let me do something that is, is going to, I can continue to do the rest of my life. And also it's pushing me at the same time and doing something that hopefully I won't ever get injured. And so, um, you know, that kind of got me into CrossFit and, um, and just really realizing that, I want something to where I can just show up at the gym and someone's going to tell me what to do and I can push myself. And I have those people, the coaches to there to push me. Um, and, and why I go and continue to go is to push myself to see what I can do and figuring out what I can't do. So that way I can focus on getting better at that. Um, it's not necessarily about losing a certain amount of weight or getting my body fat percentage down to a certain percent, nothing like that. It's just, I want to physically and mentally um, come in and push myself to be better. I mean, since I'm in the healthcare field, I see how much just exercise is such an influence in your life. Um, And so me being the age that I am being in my twenties, I want to find something that I can sustain and do for the rest of my life. And I enjoy. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely building a stronger foundation early on now. And then so later on down the road, you can maintain right strength. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, what, what's your favorite part about the gym? Oh God. I mean, there's a lot of things I like about the gym. Um, I think really, um, I mean, the coaches for one, I love the coaches. Um, Cause again, I mean, there's those days where I don't want to go at all. <laughs> and, and I can reach out to any of the coaches and, or even just on our Facebook group mm-hmm. yeah, and sure. just ask like someone come with me and someone will come with me. Yeah. Or if, I mean, for you, it even I've, I'm not a morning person. And so (laughs) I don't like being there at the 9am class. Um, And just by reaching out to you and being like, Hey, can you just, just give me that one phone call in the morning to just help me push myself to get there. Um, So that's what I love. Um, I have the coaches there for that. And, and also you just show up and they'll do the rest for you. The hardest part really is just getting there And if I can get myself there, you guys can do the rest of it. Well, not really, but (laughs) you can't really. (laughs) All you got to do is show up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We we, we got the the movements and standards and all that down for you. So, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, just the coaches alone. um, Because, again, I mean, you can go to any, any workout facility and use any of the equipment, use any of the weights. You could have the heaviest weight. And, or you could have the best trainer, whatever, it doesn't matter. But just coming into CrossFit and having, having the coaches that we have there is just really just is what motivates me to continue to go. Awesome. And kind of backtracking a little bit, um, whenever you mentioned post, whether it be posting um, in our members page that we have about asking somebody to join you at one of our classes or reaching out to a coach, um, what do you, whenever you don't want to show up to the gym, what goes through your head on, okay, I am so basically the time between, okay, I don't want to get out of bed and sending that message out the time in between there. 
what what kind of goes through your head? Mm, well, um, is it like a split decision of okay, I don't want to get out of bed, and then okay, no, I'm going to ask for help, or do you necess- like do you analyze it, or it's just an automatic reaction? It, I mean, it really just depends, um, because. I like to plan. And Mm -hmm. so I plan out my whole week and I write down every day that I know I can make it to the gym and, and based off of then what time I can make it to the gym. So if I know that Fridays I need to make it to a a 9am class because that's the only time it fits, I'm messaging you or posting (laughs) something that night before. So that way I can, I can then commit to going in the morning. Um, and sometimes it's, sometimes it's, I show up at the gym and, and I'm like, man, I've only been, you know, once or twice this week. I really need to get back into going more routine, um, you know, next week. And I'll say something to Kevin and I'll be like, Hey, can you just send me a text message? You know, Hey, I'm at the gym or Hey, I'm coaching on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And just hearing that mm-hmm. it just gives me that feeling of, Okay. If, if I'm saying, yes, I'm going, then yes, I'm going. Yeah. Um, I'm going to commit there yeah. um, unless truly something happens. But yeah. for the most part, it's just I don't really spend too extra time analyzing the situation. Mm-hmm. It's it's you're either going or you're not going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. And I know just the it's the roles have been reversed. Yes. <laughs> Some days I have I have gotten texts and calls from Caitlin telling me to get my ass in the gym <laughs> some days. Cause I've, we, we've all been there. Um, and I think just kind of a side note is never be afraid to ask for help. Um, if you're having trouble getting into the gym, um, because we've all been there no matter what athlete, even elite level CrossFit athletes and not even just CrossFit athletes, it's any sport. And I would even argue any profession or anything that you do. Um, that it get, it gets difficult sometimes. Oh yeah. Um, and, and sometimes like you can't do it all on your own sometimes. Right. And that's when like our community is so great. It's just like, you can reach out to somebody else and just having that little extra bruise. Cause at the end of the day, you make the choice mm-hmm. to show up. Um, that's all on you. Um, and again, you even make the choice to even ask for help. And that alone is a tremendous thing oh, yeah. to do, a tremendous act of courage. Um, and then just, again, it's just, it's all downhill from there. Well, and I think even there's been a few times I've noticed when I do speak up, then it brings in other, mm-hmm. the other people, Yeah, you know, who are like, oh, okay, Caitlin's going, okay, well, I'll go too. Yeah. And it's a domino effect. Exactly. Exactly. And so I feel like the more of us who do that, then we're going to have more members who, who come and, yeah. um, and it's just by speaking up alone just does wonders. So, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so, uh, why kind of mentioned the back. So again, we're going to backtrack a little bit. <laughs> Um, why, why did you stay with CrossFit? Why did I stay with CrossFit? Um, because you had all of these goals of finding an activity that you 
enjoyed and was it just I, I'm assuming it's just it just fell into place oh yeah yeah I mean um again like I was definitely a CrossFit like I loved it I loved watching the videos watching the games seeing all those athletes just like just push them themselves to the limit and yeah. granted I mean never never did I ever think that I'm ever going to be on that level um but it's just seeing that, you know, they're doing it just with with their body. I mean, um, it's definitely a, a different level of respect. You're it like, is. Oh, my God, they can do that. Yeah. And it's just the, the things that they can do with just their own body weight. Yeah. And I think that's one reason why I kind of got away from lifting weights at the gym because, I mean, I was a member at LAC for years and there was times like, yeah, I could, you know, do certain movements and lift, lift heavy weights, but I couldn't do a pull up for, for nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like I should be able to do a pull up with my own body weight. Yeah. Um, and so that's what aggravated me. And mm -hmm. I see these CrossFit members and they're doing, you know, handstand push ups with their body weight and pull ups with their body weight. And I'm like, I want to be able to do that, you know, um, Adding uh, the, that's a great point because whenever people watch the games on TV or a CrossFit competition on TV, the amazing thing about CrossFit is you see athletes competing and it's an actual, I can do that too. Yeah. It's not, it's not of, I wish I can do that. It's, I can do that. Mm -hmm. There are facilities in our gym we like you can do that um, because I mean not everybody is a basketball player not everybody's right. not everybody has a for sure sport that they can play and this you can do CrossFit at any level because I mean obviously CrossFit is infinitely scalable but building up to what you see on TV it's it, it's, it's kind of like the wow factor yeah <laughs> it's like oh my god like it, it it's it's so interesting yeah. Yeah. Um, so just really seeing that and, um, and that, I mean, that was my biggest motivation. And when I got into, you know, going through the foundations and going, you know, week by week and seeing the improvements that I had, it just made me love it more. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a craving yeah. almost where yep. you're like, Oh yes, <laughs> this, this is what I've been wanting. Yep. Um, and, and just seeing how far you can push your body and, and push your mind. I mean, it's insane how CrossFit, you know, just that mentality of I can do this, I can do one more rep, or I can push out one more, or I can run that much harder. You know, it's, that's what I love. And mm -hmm. that's what keeps me coming back um, day after day, you know, even though we, we kill ourselves someday. <laughs> and we're like, I'm not coming back tomorrow, but we still do because it's just, it's the environment, it's the atmosphere, yeah, sure. it's seeing your improvements and getting better. I mean, it's, it's all of it. Yeah. And that's what I, I love about CrossFit. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, switching gears a little bit. Um, first, first of all, can you kind of give a little bit of background at what you do as your job? Yeah. Um, so I've been in the healthcare field for, uh, almost 15 years now. Um, so I've started off like at the very bottom working as a CNA and then worked my way up and getting my RN license. And, um, I worked at the bedside for, 
um, almost 10 years. And then recently I switched gears and went into education. So I'm a full-time nursing instructor at Galen College of Nursing in Louisville. Um, and I absolutely love it. Um, but I also, I'm finishing up getting my master's in education. So my goal professional wise is, um, not only being an instructor, but also working my way up into the campus and um, possibly taking on like a associate program director one day. Um, I will need a little bit more education, so I will have to go back to school again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely getting getting there um, just because I'm very, <laughs> it's one of two things. I'm passionate about CrossFit and I'm passionate about nursing. So yeah. And so that directly leads into my next question is um, being a student in the exercise science field, um, a lot of things overlap between our mm-hmm. two fields, obviously, um, because we both have the anatomy, the yep. physiology classes. So, but it's what you're doing with that information is kind of where we take different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we've talked about this so many times is, I don't want, they're not the same thing, but one benefits the other. Right. It's just, it, yeah. So the, and I feel like this is a fair statement of the overall quality of life of healthcare professionals um, is not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you kind of explain your experiences with that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you go out and look at uh, majority of the people who work in healthcare field, um, they are, they don't take great care of themselves. Um, and unfortunately it's, I think a lot of it is, um, the world we live in. We live in a fast paced world now. Um, a lot of people don't consider taking time for themselves yeah. and their own health. And that, that, that stems from just the putting extreme pressure yes. on the, the, the nurses and the doctors. Yes. So they can't take the time that they exactly. need for themselves. The overall pressure is my understanding. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what we're getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, all of, you know, coming in, doing extra hours, working, working 16 hours and, um, you know, day after day. And it's there. Uh, it's just like, they don't, the healthcare field, even though it's a healthcare field, it's like, they don't, um, structure it really in taking the healthcare, the health aspect for the employees. And, um, and that's one thing that kind of honestly bothers me because it's like, we're in the healthcare field. We should, we should care about our healthcare. Right. Right. We should (laughs) take care of ourselves. Yeah. Take care of ourselves and also the, the people that we're taking care of. Um, so yeah, I definitely I agree with your statement there in, in saying that uh healthcare is not um that healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so um kind of and we've talked about this before just outside the gym of ways to I, I can tell that you're passionate about changing the healthcare field. I not obviously at the drop of a hat oh, even though right. that that would be nice yeah but um a more realistic approach is what can i do today oh yeah to better help 
myself, my employees, my patients, mm-hmm. um, and kind of what what goes through your mind when you see your coworkers or your patients um, making a less, I hate saying less healthy choice, but yeah, a, a choice that will not better their outcome. Right. Better, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it definitely aggravates me on the inside and what I love to speak up and be like, put that down. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat that. Yeah. So what, what do you do in that situation though? Whenever, whenever it comes to a patient, for, for example, uh, when it comes to a patient, um, just try to re-educate to them. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that you can do is just try to re-educate. Re- I mean, you're, you're educating yourself and you know, um, so what you can do is take your knowledge and try to influence it and educate it on someone else. Yeah. Now it's going to come up to their decision. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. it's all of our decisions. Yes, yeah, for sure. So, but the most you can do, especially as a nurse and being in a healthcare field is just try to educate them. Yeah. And remember, you got your coworkers together one day and wanted them to, y'all just got in a group and just stretched. Yes. And it's, it's something that simple. Oh yeah. That five minute break between whatever you have for the day. Cause I mean, cause you have different responsibilities, correct. Mm-hmm. Other than just working with patients. Yeah. Um, and just taking five minutes just to do, whether it be deep breathing or the stretching or taking a walk. Yeah. Around. Oh yeah. Around the facility or, or unit, whatever. Um, and whenever, so whenever you got your coworkers to do the stretching, what was the reaction? And then what was the aftermath of that? Yeah. Um, so it was just taking the last few minutes of our, of our time together and yeah, just doing some general stretching, nothing too intense or crazy. Um, doing a couple deep breathing exercises, um, and then I wanted to end on a good note. So just um, mentioning what are the one thing that you're most thankful for. Um, and it's because I want to end on a good note end on mm-hmm. a good day, especially whenever we have really stressful days mm-hmm. and trying to bring that back and trying to just take that little bit of extra time to emphasize on your health, um, whether it's physical or mental. But um, I mean, they enjoyed it. They, I mean, I always get the reaction of, Oh, we should do this more often, mm-hmm. or that felt so gr- so good, or um, man, I wish we could do this every day. And it's like, well, we could, you could, <laughs> you could. <laughs> yeah, we can. You can. All you got to do is just call me. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's I don't know. I feel like that's the difference between some people. They they commit to that, and mm-hmm. then others just don't, and they'll yeah. make up excuses. You yeah. know. Yeah. So I think it's it's just really just maybe. priorities are a big thing Mm -hmm. and understanding that if somebody hasn't taken their health as a priority for so long, it's going to be very difficult for somebody to make it a priority just with a five minute breathing exercise. Um, it, and it's, it's, it's the baby steps. It's doing the five minute breathing once a week, then twice a week, then three times a week, and then turning it to, um, a week like a week straight um yeah I think that's one thing like especially with um the students that I'm with is 
is trying to have a measurable goal. Mm -hmm. And I think that can just relate to anything in your Mm -hmm. life. And even with, with exercise and health, um, because we all have this, this big goal and it's great to have that big goal, but is that goal measurable? Is it sustainable? Mm -hmm. And, and really just, I've realized I have to have little goals to get to that big goal. For sure. And, and then when I succeed the little goals, it gives me a reward and that pushes me even more to get to the next goal. Um, and I feel like that's where, again, some people, they don't, they, they mess up because they, they start out at that overall, the huge goal and then they, they get overwhelmed and uh, yeah. And they freak themselves out and oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Been there, done that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) So, uh, so I mean, that's, that's actually a, a great point of making small goals. And like you said, it, it really is transferable in all aspects of life. I mean, you definitely need the big goal of setting, for example, like a 300 pound deadlift, Yeah. for example. Okay. But if my one rep max deadlift is 215 right now, then Okay. By in three months, I want to get to 230. Mm-hmm. And then next three months, I want to get to 245. Mm-hmm. And then, so yes, you do have to have the overall 300 pound deadlift goal. But using this as an example, right? Um, That'd be great if I can get a 300. <laughs> hey, that can be a goal, man. <laughs> Woo. Um, but yeah, and again, that, that can transfer into absolutely anything. Um, so with the overall health continuum, I guess, mm-hmm. um, I guess. So there's the fitness area. Um, and then obviously the, so use that. And then, so there's sleep, nutrition, mm-hmm. fitness, exercise. Um, so with the nutrition, um, how, how has your nutrition journey been? Um, yeah, so um, I really didn't focus too much on nutrition, um, especially, you know, kind of all through college. But yeah. um, when I really took running as a as a kind of priority, um, I realized I need to focus on my nutrition because especially I was training for those mini marathons and marathons. Um, uh, I mean, I was, I was not taking in enough calories for yeah. the amount that I was running. Yeah. Um, and so I really realized, okay, I need to focus on this. And so that kind of started the nutrition, um, for me and learning, you know, what foods are, are healthy, what foods should I stay away from? Um, what foods are going to give me that protein, the highest amount of protein, um, and also taking in water also. Um, and so, that's kind of where I started with nutrition. Um, and now where I'm at, honestly, it's more of a convenient thing for me, um, is just getting the macro man meals. I mean, that's basically what I live off of every day. I eat their breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, I have some cliff bars here and there, um, some fruit here and there, almonds, um, and then just my water, uh, and coffee. So, I'll splurge by all means. I'll definitely splurge on, you know, ice cream or pizza, but, um, it's really weird. Cause it's, it's, it's to the point where I've ate macro man meals for so long mm-hmm. that I don't, I'm finally to the point where I don't crave 
other foods. Interesting. Yeah, I'm finally to that point. It was, it took, I mean, it's taken me a long, a long time to get yeah. to that point, but I don't crave really hardly anything anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also if I eat other foods, it doesn't sit well on my stomach. So, mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> so then I almost, I almost then tell myself, do I really want to eat this right now? Because I know what it's going to do. Yeah. I'm, I better be close to a toilet. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be honest. So I mean, we, we've all been there, yeah. right? Yeah. We, we've all been there. Yeah. Um, so you said that it took you a while to actually get to the point where you could, you were good with just eating the macroman meals. Um, and so obviously with the, cons you had to get to that point. So mm -hmm. there was a journey with that point. So, um, what are, how did you stay consistent throughout that? Um, so yeah, so what got me consistent with the macroman meals? So when I first started at the gym, um, that's where I was first introduced with the macroman meals because we were selling them. Um, and so I would take some here and there, but I was still kind of trying to do my own nutrition at home. Um, and then it actually wasn't until I had met my boyfriend, Brian, at the time, and he was also, uh, you know, he's into fitness as well and health, and he was also eating the macroman meals. And so um, when we finally moved in together and we realized, well, we're both eating macroman yeah. meals, so let's just continue to just buy it in bulk. Um, and we realized how much time it was saving us, not only time, you know, going to the grocery store, meal prepping, all that stuff, but we were actually saving money too, um, with those meals. And so we just stuck with just sticking with the macroman meals. Mm -hmm. I mean, did it take a while to adjust to them? Yeah. I mean, I was like, there was days I'm like, I don't want to eat another macroman meal or like eating chicken does not sound good right now. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't want to. But it was just doing that, trying to get over the mind yeah. concept of, you know, you can continue to eat these. I mean, they're good for you. Yeah. They're super simple. You just pop them in the microwave. And they taste good too. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I mean, you can definitely spice them up however you oh, want yeah, to. For sure. Um, so, yeah. But I mean, again, it took me God, probably like a year, honestly, to really adjust to adjust to that and just eating those literally six days a week, seven yeah. days a week. So, yeah. but also, I mean, with that too, though, um, cause me and Tim, we have talked about it before. Um, I was huge into eating red meat. I love, absolutely love steak. Mm -hmm. And, um, and whenever we really started looking at my nutrition at one point, um, cause I felt like I was kind of plateauing at one point mm -hmm. and he was like, you eat so much red meat. And he was like, you know how hard it is for your body to metabolize and break down red meat. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, I know that, but it tastes so good. <laughs> um, and so Tim's like, okay, let's, let's figure out how we can try to reduce the amount of times you eat it a week. And so I started doing that. And then that led me to, okay, well, I need to not purchase as many macroman meals with red meat. Let me do more chicken or yeah. salmon or whatever it is. Um, and so then that almost forced me to just changing that little bit of that nutrition part just because, okay, well, if this is what I have available in my refrigerator, this is what I'm going to eat. Yeah. Um, and so just doing that little part of it um, definitely helped as well. Yeah. Cool. And so 
So they were already in your fridge, ready to go. And then it was very simple for you to just pack one in a lunch box oh, and yeah. then take to work. Oh, I mean, I would, yeah. So I actually had to get a bigger lunch box because, um, I mean, when I would be there for 12 days yeah. or 12, 12 days, oh <laughs> shit, 12 days. <laughs> Um, fuck, it probably felt like take a days. Take a shipment. Right, right. When I was there for like 12, 12 hours or more, um, I mean, I'm looking at eating breakfast, lunch, and yeah. dinner, and sometimes, you know, snacks involved in that as well. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it was like, I, I got to figure something out. And so just packing those macroman meals just made it super easy. Um, you know, just pop them in the microwave. Now, the interesting thing about it, though, is... I would bring those to work with me and the comments and the looks that I got. Um, By a simple food prep container. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, some of them, they'll ask me like, did you make that? And I'm like, no, I didn't make this. You know, I've, I purchased these. Um, and they're like, oh, well, that looks, that looks pretty good. Look at you being all healthy. And so I would get those comments. Yeah. The microaggressions. Those yeah. Are fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, which I'm, I'm so, like, so how do you, whenever you, when that situation comes up, what happens? Because when, I mean, I, I get that all the time mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. And because going back to, you want to be healthy for yep. yourself. And not only that is there's always a sense of you want to be a good role model for yeah. ever for not everybody, but like, if you see somebody being like, Hey, like that, like I want to learn more about that. Yep. There's a huge difference between, Hey, I want to like a genuine curiosity versus, Oh, we'll look at you. Yes. Oh yeah. And I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's more of the, Oh, look at you. Yes. Type of comments mm -hmm. that you deal with at your job. Yep. And so, um, kind of elaborating more on that. Um, what do you do in those situations? Do you, do you, a good way of putting it is take the high road and be like, yeah, like this is just what I do. Or is it like, no, I do this for my health. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, I don't know. I mean, probably for the most part, I just take the high road and, um, just say, yeah, you know, this is, this is what I enjoy. You know, um, it's just part of my life. Yeah. It's just eating Staying these meals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause, and that's the thing. It's, I feel like, if someone's really curious and they really want to know about it, then they'll ask more questions about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. So I'm just going to, you know, be a make a general comment of, yeah, this is, this is what I eat. Yeah. Um, and then if they want to approach it, then yeah, I'll definitely talk means. to them about it. But yeah. yeah. Um, but for the most part, that's really not the, not how it goes though. Yeah. And it's, it, <laughs> I get fired up about this just because it's just, Making the little comments about somebody else's lifestyle is oh, yeah. whenever, especially whenever they're taking care of themselves. And I mean, there's a, a lot of, I feel like psychology that goes behind that on both sides, but we won't go into the brain science, not today at least. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just, I just find it interesting. Oh yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I mean, some of the comments it's like well um you know just eat a cheeseburger caitlin and i'm like 
No. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I mean, I eat cheeseburgers. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I eat cheeseburgers. Yeah. It's like I'm just choosing not to eat a cheeseburger every day. I don't well, go. It's it's the quality right. of that because you can make a phenomenal cheeseburger by purchasing the meat at the grocery yeah. store, um, load it with all fruits and veggies, and yeah. you can not only buy the the certain condiments that, that you have typically, but that are healthier options, but you can also make your own and right. make the flavors that you want versus just going through a Burger King drive-thru mm-hmm. and getting a shit quality. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> to, yeah. To, to be blunt about it. Yeah. Um, I think, too, that's also what's led me into caring a little bit more about nutrition is, um, you know, if it's something that I'm going to pay for, I want it to be yeah. what I you want, want your it to be. Worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the I don't know why, but I feel like you know, maybe in the past year or two, with you know my mindset kind of changing and, and nutrition and all that stuff, being a little bit more open and aware. Yeah. Um, I've realized how annoying it is when I go to a restaurant and I order a you know order a meal and it's shit. <laughs> I mean, it's literally shit. And I'm like, I'm supposed I to make this at home. Yes. I mean, there has literally been times when I've said, I would rather just go home and eat my macrame meal because I know what I'm getting. Yeah. I know what it's going to taste like. It's consistent. Yeah. And that's the thing that I like about it. And I, I feel like too, it's like whenever you go out to restaurants, there's always hidden things that you don't see yeah. in the description on the menu. Um, yep. And uh, I, I, I want to stress this point a lot is it is okay to go out to restaurants. It is, oh, it yeah. is okay to do that. Um, and it's just, it's just being more aware of, of your body um, and consistently making certain choices, whether it be to get stuff that makes you feel bloated and disgusting all the time. And mm-hmm. if you're okay with that, then stick with that. Um, but Going back to the quality of life, you do have to live your life and mm-hmm. all of that, but also it's just being smart about your choices. Yeah. P- p- picking your battles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one thing is with my background in, in healthcare is I can see what can happen. I know yeah. the consequences of of having a really unhealthy diet. Yeah. Um, and how it can lead to certain diseases and comorbidities. And basically it just can, it makes a trickle effect of, yeah. of everything that could happen. And, um, I, I don't want that. I, yeah. you know, I, if I have, if it's in my control yeah. to prevent that or yeah. to possibly delay that, then I want to do that. Yeah. You know, we only have one life to live yeah. and I want to try to live it as long and as happy and you know yeah as could be for sure yeah great great point um any anything else that you would want to add i think pretty much summed it up pretty dang well yeah um all right guys so <laughs> i was like no yeah. <laughs> i mean there's a lot we could talk oh, about yeah for but... sure for sure yeah um, so, uh, I don't have anything else on uh, Caitlin, if you don't either. No, no. All right. So we will end on that note. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye guys.